0: Hello and welcome to Critical To Your Success. Thanks for joining me. I am your host, Rachel Park. I'm a critical care nurse, academic and researcher from Auckland, New Zealand. This is the podcast where I talk to critical care nurses, allied healthcare team members and academics about what has been critical to their success. I do hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. How's everyone doing? We continue to be lucky in New Zealand and have moved back down to level one lockdown this week. Apart from our borders being fairly firmly closed, life has pretty much returned to normal. Shops, restaurants and bars are open, and sports games are back on this weekend. Today marks 23 days in a row with no new COVID cases. Truly remarkable. This is episode number 17, recorded on the 4th of June, and today I talk with Adele Ferguson. I took the opportunity of some annual leave to travel to Adele, to record this interview in her hometown of Fakatane, which is about a four hour drive from Auckland where I live. It's a beautiful spot in the Eastern Bay of Plenty. Whakatane has an urban population of around 16,000 people, with another 21,000 in the surrounding districts. Quite rural, beautiful beaches. If you live outside of New Zealand, you may never have heard of Whakatane, had it not been for the eruption of Fakari. White Island, an active volcano located 48 kilometres offshore of Fakatane, which erupted at 2.11pm on the 9th of December last year. In fact, the week after I spoke with Adele, the six-month anniversary of the eruption and the death of 21 people, overseas tourists and local guides alike, was observed. A true tragedy, particularly for the town and residents of Fakatane and above all the tight-knit hospital community there. Adele is a nurse educator in both intensive care and the emergency department at the 100-bed Fakatane Hospital. She is passionate about critical care, emergency medicine, quality improvement, human factors, safety too, and healthcare resilience. We couldn't and didn't want to talk a lot about what went on that day, We can't because there are a lot of ongoing investigations into the tragedy. But in this episode, we talk about our experiences of working in a Level 1 ICU. They have two ICU beds there. The strengths and challenges of working in a close-knit community, particularly during challenging times such as the Fakari disaster. Deprivation, challenges and changes with COVID-19 and how telehealth has served the rural community during that time teamwork, autonomy and problem solving in a small hospital where there is little backup, the importance of support and respect amongst staff and staying in touch when you are geographically isolated. So grab a cuppa, sit back and have a listen to the interview with Adele Ferguson. Mm So, today I'm with Adele Ferguson mm-hmm. in Fakatane in New Zealand. So I've managed to break out of Auckland finally after a few weeks in lockdown and get out into the countryside. So Adele, thank you for meeting with me today. Thank you. Um, we've known each other a long time. Yes. <laughs> and so this is a lovely opportunity to catch up in Fakatane. Tell us a little bit about Whakatane. Oh, Fakatane is in Eastern Bar Plenty. And um,
1: so it's on the coast. Um, the beach that's most people would know would be Owhopi. Um Beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. Um, what's the population? Population's about fifty thousand, and that covers right up the East Cape um, to Waihou Bay. And um, so it's got a huge catchment area. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the next biggest. Town north is Tauranga Yep, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. So that's the city. That's about an hour away yeah. from here.
0: Yeah. So a little bit isolated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> isolated? <laughs> yeah. Which is nice some days and yeah. not so nice other days. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. surrounded
0: by beautiful beaches and bush. It's beautiful and... bush, beautiful walks.
1: Yeah, lots to do um yeah. in the in the community. Yeah. yeah. Lots of outside activities. So yeah, if you like Outdoor adventure, then, yeah,
0: come to Whakatane. <laughs> There's the plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come to Whakatane. So quite a lot of tourist activity through the city as well Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: definitely. A mm-hmm. um,
0: bit less now, yeah. Um, so Whakatane, yeah. sadly, um, became very recognised around the world towards the end of last year, didn't that?
1: Yeah,
0: 9th of December, mm. yeah, 2019,
1: when White Island, Whakatane, Erupted, mm. yeah, on a Monday
0: afternoon. Yes, yeah. yeah. So huge tragedy and impact on the town. Yeah, huge, um, huge
1: impact on the town, on mm. the community because we we're quite a close knit community, I suppose. Um, but then that was a strength because mm. we all came together, um, mm. did what we had to had to do for the people. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. And maybe we'll we talk a little. Rest- yeah, about that further on. Further on, yeah, mm. and so close knit community. Is there, you know, people have lived here a long time on the whole? Or, yes, yeah? yes, a lot of people, have,
1: uh, yeah, lived here, grown up here. Um, also, um, people retire here, so uh, I know a lot of people from Topo come mm-hmm. over to the to the <laughs> Eastern Bay because it's a lot warmer, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, like my parents did. Um, and myself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of people retire here. Yeah. Mm. So you're not from Whakatane originally? No, no. You're an import? I'm, I'm an import, but been here for what, over 20 years, I think. Yeah. So I um, feel like I'm, I'm part of the community now. Mm, mm. Infinitely. what brought you here? Um, my husband's parents lived here in Whakatane, um, and so we used to come down here on holiday and we thought, mm oh, this is, yeah, really nice mm-hmm. to be here and great lifestyle. And I think yeah. that's why a lot of people do move here. We have a lot of American doctors, n- nurses starting to now, um, German doctors as well. Yeah, yeah a few English, um, but they come here for the lifestyle. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Lovely place. lifestyle. Aww. Yeah. And still... You know, a good-sized hospital and yes. and good experience to get. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, we're we're
0: pretty lucky with with a lot of the staff we have. They're very experienced. Mm. Mm. So tell us about the hospital. Sort of, ha- what size is it? Yeah. So the size um, is
1: probably a hundred beds. I think we work on. Yeah. So there's a maternity unit as well, a small scaboo, an um, ED. A um, medical and surgical ward, which are separate, but the surgical ward covers orthopedics, gyne, you know, everything. Um, same with the medical wor- ward, an acute medical ward. Um, satellite dialysis here, because um, of our population, mm-hmm. really. Um, and we have a level one ICU, which is uh, two ICU beds, which we can ventilate patients for up to 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have two HDU beds, a couple of coronary care beds, and then there's, uh, so the unit is, can be up to 15 beds. Um, at the mm. moment it's staffed to 11, um, so we have acute sort of short-stay beds there as well, so quite a range, and also, mm. of course, pediatrics. <laughs> um <laughs> that everything. ICU <laughs> as well, you know, every um, adult general and. ICU nurses worst Nightmares, <laughs> pediatrics in there. Yeah, uh,
0: but um, so everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And busy? Are you know, nice? it,
1: it can be, yeah. yeah, and especially over the winter time. Well in, in saying that, um, also during summer because the population just grows right like, yeah, so yeah. much. Um I think busy we um because of our ethnic, ethnicity here, um populations. Over fifty percent multi, um, poor health, mm. so a lot of comorbidities. Um, we have a lot of sick, sick people. Yeah, yeah most diseases, um, comorbidities you would normally see in someone 60, 70 plus. It's mm. um, young people in their early forties.
0: So, what yeah. sorts of um, you know diseases, I guess, or comorbidities yeah, so do you see here that we might not see in other? Parts of the world, or yeah, um, <laughs> so I
1: suppose you'd see them just later in life, mm. yeah, um, definitely cardiomyopathy, huge, um, ischemic heart disease, mm. yeah, obesity, um, renal disease,
0: usually as a result of diabetes, hmm, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this earlier before mm. we started the podcast in terms of inequity, yes, um, and I guess access to services. Um, when you're in a mm. rural community, yes, definitely. So the people um, living in Takaha
1: further up the coast, it's a couple of hours' drive just to Fakatani. So one good thing with the COVID lockdown is um, outpatients appointments have been telehealth or Zoom, and so the people it has saved them coming into town for mm. you know two-hour drive. And also, there's a huge costs there as well. Yeah, they're coming in for a 10, 15 minute outpatient appointment, and then having to turn around and go back home. Yeah. But also, uh, Waikato is our tertiary centre. Um. So if they're having to go over there for renal, um, therapy, of any sort, um, tertiary, you know, centre, then there's yeah, four, five hour drive for yeah. for a lot of the
0: patients. Yeah. So access is. Mm. Yeah, pretty hard for some of them. It's hard, isn't it? Because mm. it's not just time; it's cost in yeah, terms of cost. petrol and yeah, definitely. or having someone who can take you. or Definitely, yeah. yeah. Lot, you know, a lot of people don't have cars or, or you know, transport options. No. Or, yeah. No, and it, you know, we just yeah. a lot of people don't think of that, do they?
1: No, definitely not. And um, especially, you know, it can relate to paediatrics pedia- and a lot of the outpatient equipment are, you know, DNA. Yeah, you know, did not attend. Did not attend. But um, instead of putting a black mark against the person's name, it's like, well, why didn't they oh. attend? Yeah. Well, usually they didn't have a car, or they mm. couldn't get, or they had more kids at home they had to look after. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so there's a yeah. lot of factors there that come come in. Yeah. Which, which we all know, you know, from from nursing school, you know, there's a whole holistic person, um, but I think. Numerous times we forget about that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you think um, communities like Fakatana and surrounds are mm. better at thinking of things like that because that's what they're more exposed yes. to, more used to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still a battle.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So um, yeah,
0: still a battle for resources and uh, things like that. Yeah, And do you think going forwards, you know, Hmm. now that we're sort of moving out of lockdown, (laughs) hopefully, um, that initiatives like telemedicine and that will continue so that these communities can be better served? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's really great. I
1: know, um, you know, as a DHB, because we're under Bay Plenty District Health Board with Taronga Hospital, and um, they're very keen to see those
0: changes Mm.
1: stay and Mm. not go back.
0: Yeah, which, which is great. It makes sense, doesn't it? For oh, patients too. It does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can and dial in from home. Yeah. Then why so, wouldn't
1: you? so the um, you know, silver lining kind of thing of COVID is yes, we didn't get any. Um, well, not very many. Can yeah. I say not yeah. many? Um, but the other thing is that it's brought about change that we've been trying to do for quite mm. a few years, and
0: so yeah, there's
1: some success
0: there. And I find yeah. it interesting too that. Um, you know, places like Takaha, for mm. instance, actually have, you know, good enough internet access that yeah. they can attend virtually. Yeah, they do, yep. and
1: they've set up, you know, they've been doing a lot of work. Our service improvement colleagues have been doing a lot of work with there about um, different um, clinics and things that are held mm. held there. So, the yeah, the specialists or people are going to the people. Cool. Instead
0: of the other way around. So, yeah, it's quite yeah. exciting
1: some of the changes that are happening.
0: Yeah. Mm. How oh, long may that last? And, yes. You know, sort of see those initiatives branching out into the community. Like, yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, it's great. And so you w- have worked in the hospital here for how long? Um, ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tricky question. I <laughs> know. Oh, um, probably... 15 years now. Yeah. Seems to keep growing, doesn't it? (laughs) So I left Green Lane, where I worked with you many years ago, and came down here, and then I'd gone from a, what was it, 14-bed ICU at that stage to two beds here, and I went, what if I walked (laughs) into? What what do you mean that ICU patient's sitting up reading the paper? No, they all have (laughs) tubes in. Um, So I did a couple of years here, and then I... Um, Went to Rudroo, to Lakes, and I worked in their ICU, Mm -hmm. gosh, I don't know, a few years, um, and completed my master's while I was there. Um, They were great support Mm. for that, and um, did a bit of research when I had my my girl, and um, did diabetes prevention research, Yeah, which was interesting. Um, Especially in this population. Yeah, so I drove... From here too. <laughs> and we were living on a farm, so it was about 45-minute drive. So it wasn't right. too bad with the 12-hour shifts in ICU. Um, but I loved it. You know, I needed that, yeah. that learning, continual learning mm. and um, support. So, And then, yeah, you have children and life changes, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought,
0: oh, I'll come back here. Yeah. Mm. And so your role at the moment is quite diverse too. Mm. So yeah. tell us a little bit about what you do. So I'm
1: now... 0.5 FTE educator for ED and ICU mm. so yeah um, always been an ICU nurse except for a little bit of time in cath lab yes. um, and then somehow I'm having to go into ED which you know us ICU nurses like our lines straight and labeled.
0: God that was just going yes. straight <laughs> my mind.
1: Lines. But I have yeah. to say I've yeah. And when I'm working in ED, I'm actually not don't bothered. No, I oh, don't. I yeah, I've gone <laughs> to the dark side. Sorry, no, I haven't. Um, it's been great for me for my learning. Yeah, yeah. Um, really different skill set and mm. quick and um, yeah, um, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. It's it's just broadened my knowledge and skill set. Mm. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm not specialised at all in casts and broken (laughs) fingers and whatever else but Mm. I think I can bring my ICU experience through to Mm. the sicker critical care patients.
0: Mm. So do you tend Mm. to sort of I guess default to your ICU side when you're in the ED environment and a little bit of that almost outreach type (laughs) of role? Yes definitely
1: definitely a lot of outreach um, happens um, because yeah, sometimes skill sets are quite mm. hard um, in a small place. You know, mm. um, The number of nurses that we have on a shift, it's um, a support. Also, um, we were talking earlier, we have a lot of PGY1 mm. RMOs here. Uh, so they're only in, in their first year out, and they will be covering a whole hundred beds. Mm. Um, it's pretty frightening for them. So as a nurse, you really need to work closely and support them and their autonomy. Mm. Um. Yeah, so it's quite interesting, and I previously had um point four recess coordinator role as well as my educator role. So, um, yeah, that was another good mm. lot of learning and skill set, and yeah, yeah, a lot of outreach cases. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just supporting, you know, that coaching of staff, and it doesn't matter, you know, if it's nursing or doctors or allied health. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all work as a great team. Yeah, you have to. Well,
0: I was going to say, yeah. in terms of being in a smaller environment, yeah. so a 100 bed hospital, yes. very different to where I'm from, yes. where it's <laughs> 700, odd, 700 yeah. Um, You must get to know everybody yes. a lot more and be able to be involved in all those different, yeah. um, you know, multidisciplinary groups. Mm. Um, definitely. And yeah, I think that's, you know,
1: we were talking earlier about um, Ficardi. That was one of the strengths mm. um, because we do have to work in a team. Um, there aren't really any hierarchies here. Mm. Um, you, you do need to work together and so communication is really important. That teamwork's very important. So if your colleagues need some help, you just you go and help. <laughs> yeah, because it's yes. not a whole lot of the people around to you know the specialists to come and help.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, any examples of that? Not necessarily related to Ferrari, yeah. but um, you know that you can give us in terms of the team coming together and maybe doing um roles that you wouldn't have expected of them, but they step into the breach. Oh yeah, definitely. And we've got um a couple of our physicians here with critical
1: care experience, so. If I'm working in ED, helping with a sick patient with the anaesthetists, or in the ED SMO is busy with the rest of the department. Um, then quite often, you know, I know I can message these mm-hmm. colleagues and say, "Can you come and give a help. hand? <laughs> help! I need another ICU nurse and yet their positions." But they know what I'm saying, and so yeah, they will come and help with like, setting up infusions and things like that. Yeah. And I think you you have that common language. Mm. So when I ask for, it, well, not I ask for it because I don't work outside my scope, um, but we're talking about different drugs or infusions, then they know exactly what. Yeah, yeah, we're both talking about. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. it was
0: funny because when I came here this yeah. morning and I walked into the you know main reception mm. and the lovely lady says, "Oh, you yes. know who you're here to see?" and I said, "Adele," and she's, "Oh, Adele, you know." And, <laughs> It's not often that you walk into the main reception area of a hospital (laughs) and the receptionist knows exactly who you're talking about. So, yeah, it's a very um, lovely thing to be working in a small place. It is nice, yeah. What other benefits are there? Oh,
1: I don't know. Just You have a lot of autonomy here, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a a benefit. Mm. Yeah, I'd love that as a nurse. Yeah, Um, love the autonomy, Um, having to really critically think about things. Mm. You can't just pick up the phone and get the neurosurgeon. Um, Some days I wish we could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you really have to think about the whole thing and um, and a lot of problem solving, Mm. um, which is great, and I think nurses are good at problem solving and critical thinking. Mm. Yeah, um, not just doing tasks because you're...
0: Yeah, Talk to do a task. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the autonomy is really, really mm. good.
0: Mm. And so a lot of your staff have been here for quite some time or they did. Yes, to... um Yeah, we have a lot of
1: our senior ICU nurses and ED nurses have been here a long time. Yeah, we've had a bit of a um, changeover in the last couple of years but um, it seems to be stabilising again, which is great. Nice. Yeah, it takes a lot longer to train nurses to say be the ICU nurse mm-hmm. um, because we don't have a lot of ventilated patients mm-hmm. so you know when we learnt you know you had one <laughs> every day it was great yeah um, ingrained in, in your um, psyche really I suppose but uh, we have a great relationship with Waikato and um, so we do a lot of online learning with them and then were able to go to their study days, which is oh, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great relationship with them. Oh, that's really Yeah, great. and work closely with the educator in Tauranga as well. Mm. So you, you have to work together to, you know, at point 0.5 for two departments. I don't have that time to... Yeah. Yeah, so you
0: have to look at different ways to, to um, upskill staff and, mm. yeah. I was going to ask the question, you know, if I was a new nurse starting mm. in... ICU, mm. CCU here. Yeah. What would I get in terms of orientation and you know, how would I be onboarded? Because <laughs> it must be difficult. Um, like it is you difficult. Like exposure yeah. to, to patients. Two complicated yeah. patients, yeah.
1: Um, you're yeah, complicated? Yeah. I don't know, ICU complicated. We don't think they are, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> new people do. Um I I suppose we have quite a thorough orientation book. And that's the same as Tauranga, so we've kept it very similar, mm. which is good. It's pretty in-depth, um, and we say it will take you a couple of years to get through that because we do have coronary care. We yeah. have your general acute patient. Um, we have high dependency. We have the ICU. We also have paediatrics. Yeah. <laughs> which, um, you know, is a whole subset in mm. itself. And so there's a lot to learn from. Um, but we're very fortunate in now having the Waikato um, ICU modules okay. online. Yeah. And they have been fantastic. Mm. Yeah, so we try and do some simulation, a bit of education, um, If we can, you know, where it works. Mm. Yeah, have to be quite flexible and adaptable because you might have three o'clock... Um, training on high-flow nasal prongs <laughs> as I did the other day in, in ED, but um, the whole department's, you know, heaving. Chaos, so yeah. You can't do it, so you've yeah. just got to become, yeah, yeah quite adaptable and flexible, really.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. So do you tend to, because you're point 0.5 across mm. the two different areas, yeah. do you tend to work, um, you know, certain days in ED and certain days in ICU or sort of yeah, back and forth?
1: Yeah, I, I did try to do that, but... Um, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work because if I have a set day for this area then usually something's going on in the other area yeah. so you do have to be quite flexible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And it must be really interesting being um you know, sort of a, a smaller, more rural mm. hospital, mm. you must see everything come through. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do see everything. <laughs>
1: All the way and wonderful. Um, oh yeah, and the The other thing is I suppose most large hospitals, people turn up in an ambulance or in a helicopter. Mm. Uh, No, there's a baby delivered on the front doorstep last week I know of. Um, You know, yeah, so you see everything. And, yeah, (laughs) absolutely everything. We have a lot of trauma, unfortunately, in the Eastern Bay. Yeah, a lot of trauma.
0: Yeah, and so again, very challenging in terms of not just how you deal with the patient, but yep. often their relatives. Fano. Oh, um, and Definitely. People. Um,
1: I think I was involved in a recess last year, um, where there were forty Fano member mm. in the recess day. Um, all very respectful, and mm. you know, stayed outside, but. It was easier to have them all there than us trying to tell them to stand outside. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we were using the DFIP and CPR and everything else. But I think if you, you know, you have to work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that teamwork and communication really comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maldi Health here, Tupokoriki, are a strong part of our our team mm-hmm. as well. You know, mm-hmm. I left them out earlier. I didn't mean to um at all because um, love seeing when they when they mm. turn up and they just have you know they're also that support for the phono but they're also that support for the for the staff as yeah. well. Um, huge support.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think, you know, you're saying um, about respect mm. you know and it's um, the medical side respecting the family and fathers oh, definitely side, as much as anything else, yep. isn't it? In and involving it, them.
1: And I know a lot of, you know, some of our doctors that say have come from America um, struggled that to start with, but then they see it work in yeah. practice and they're like, okay, yep,
0: so we'll see is, how this works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how has that been during lockdown and not being able to necessarily, by government decree, yes. um, have fun around? Very hard. Yeah. Yeah,
1: very, very hard. And it, um, it took a while for it to kind of sit comfortably, mm-hmm. if it, yeah. So we worked out well. Okay, Mody Health would still be available to us and and the patient. Um, we could let one person in. Mm. Um, and then we sort of set up things like video chat. Um, then Mody Health would possibly go outside and and karakia with the with the Fano, um, do a karakia through video link. Mm. So yeah, it's all that being... Adaptable, but mm. we're all very pleased now that it's going back to yeah, yeah, a little it, bit more. It just more doesn't sit, sit right. Mm. Yeah.
0: So currently we're in level two lockdown. Yes. Um. What are the visiting restrictions here or, or visiting yeah. policy? I guess. Yeah. So it's
1: one one person per yeah. patient, um, and then any kind of circumstance you know circumstances can be changed. So you could have two with someone that's.
0: End of life, or yeah, yeah, very difficult. It is, and very different for us, yeah, um, because it's pretty open yeah. policy on visiting yeah. here normally. Is it? Yep, yeah. So people yep. can come and go pretty much. Yes, nice. Yep. Definitely yeah, definitely a lot of um, closed unit, which I was <laughs> used to. Yep. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, mm. definitely. But I think, and once again, it comes down to communication. Mm. I need to be able to. You know this is my ICU hat again. I need to be able to get to the head of the bed because of these reasons, and they're like, That's great,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being upfront and honest, yeah, and and open at the absolutely beginning. fine, yeah. Just communication, mm. it's so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the basics, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. And, mm. and if you look at things that don't go so well, then um, it's usually, commu- and on the other hand, you know, you look at things that work well. Like
0: for Cardi and it was a communication and teamwork. Just um, those basics. Had hmm. you practiced for disaster uh, preparedness? Yeah, not on that sorry, scale. that's like a bit of a no, 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 say, no but, That's yeah, yeah, not on
1: that scale. Of course, um, I teach advanced life support, and part of the talk we do is on human factors. And I'm very lucky to um, have a fantastic colleague of um, Carl Horsley, who's an intensivist at Middlemore and um, who does a lot on healthcare resilience mm. etc so i had a lot of his slide sets on healthcare resilience and teamwork communication the work he does with the middlemore critical care complex mm. um so we've done a lot of that training here which is great um so i think that really helped from from my point of view mm. that seemed to have been what helped yeah yeah you know we were organized before and the patients started coming in into teams because we knew what we needed mm-hmm. needed to have. Um, of course, we didn't know the scale of what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, however, I think because we are quite used to being adaptable, mm. um, you know, there were normally six staff on in an ED, and normally in an <laughs> afternoon, and somehow... Between E D and ICU, there's over 200 staff. So just yeah, everyone. incredible. The engineer, the biomed, oh, the biomed man running around all night with pumps and yeah. cords and, oh, yeah. Māori Health, the just the cleaners. Oh, just yeah. in cleaning as soon as you move patients. It was, and this was, you know, I don't want to the pharmacist just coming down and dropping drugs on the counter. I remember having a pile of, um, you know, 10 morphine ready-made syringes, put yeah. down this, my top, you yeah. know, just, okay, that's outside my scope, could get into trouble for that, but um, that's kind of, you needed to yeah. be that adaptable. Yeah. I um, remember saying to one nurse, she was in ICU, and she said, oh, I haven't documented it at and I haven't done this, and I went, it's okay, everything you've ever, I've ever told you, <laughs> you just forget that, and you yeah. do what you've got to do. Um, yeah, and that's, I don't know, that's, disaster i suppose it's mm. Mm.
0: you can't imagine it i don't no. think you want to yeah no yeah. i'm sure you can't and yeah. you can't you know as much as you prepare you yeah. don't know exactly what no. you're going to face. but i think do.
1: if you get those basics mm. you know that we keep talking that i keep talking about of teamwork and communication mm. if you have those basics right and you work together well as a team then anything's possible mm. i think yeah. yeah
0: i think you guys proved that <laughs> <laughs> i know Yes.
1: um and I just want to say thank you to all of New Zealand and, and overseas, the amount of thanks and cards and messages and food. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, still working on that one, getting rid of that food. But um, yeah, it was just so humbling, yeah, yeah, the messages we got from oh, all over totally the world. Oh, totally deserved. Yeah. yeah. And that's, but,
0: that's the incredible thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But
1: just the messages of support from all your colleagues all over mm. New Zealand, and yeah, it's wonderful. Mm.
0: And it doesn't stop there either, does it? No. You know, the day the last patient. So, yes. So you know, it's a very short, intense period, I yes. guess. Yes, yes, very. Yeah. But very long-reaching yeah, effects. effects. Because,
1: you know, a couple of those people come back into our community. Yep, mm-hmm. um, you know, with COVID, things locked down as well. But then that was on top of Fakardi, yeah, um, which had stopped a lot of, yeah, visitors, mm-hmm. tourists coming
0: in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's big time for the community. Yeah,
1: definitely. But I
0: think they're pretty, pretty good, resilient. Yeah, very good on the east coast. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> just get
1: on with it. Pretty hard, Yeah, aren't? yeah. Just yeah. get on with
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And so. Now we're really digressing. Yep. But, um, I'm good at that. So that might lead to some opportunities for study for you perhaps as well. Yes. That yes. triggered a few it did. thoughts. Um,
1: I had thought about it earlier, but um, I was just so proud of my colleagues, um, the community. I was just so proud of everyone that came together and worked that night. Mm. Um you know, it was, a, it was a horrible situation for the patients, and I don't want to take away from that mm. at all. But so proud of of Whokutani. Mm. And um, our colleagues from Tauranga came down, mm. hopped in the car, a few of them came down really? and helped. And, yeah, yeah um, had Tony Smith from Auckland mm. flew down as well. Um, and all of New Zealand, mm. you know, helicopters mm-hmm. arriving and you hear them over, over top, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, yay, everyone's coming to help. Um, just amazing, but yes, so um, very inspired by that, That um, and also, as I said earlier about the work um, by Carl mm. um, on Resilient Health Care, yeah, I've been interested in that for a little while, and so I thought, well, I'd really like to explore that, so somehow I've signed on for a PhD <laughs> with Rachel. <laughs> I know, you have to be careful what yes. you express interest in around me. <laughs> I know. I, I think I've still got the message. Yeah. Until I'm thinking of a PhD. Oh, I love um, messages like this. Yeah, it's, it's so, so exciting. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, I'm going to chip away at that. And I've got a lot of support from my colleagues here too. Mm. And I think they're
0: excited because they want their story mm. heard as well. And, yeah. Yeah. I think as nurses we're very mm. good at... Um, you know, documenting yes. that kind of history, isn't it? It is part of history, yeah. whether it's an oral history or a yep. written history, um, in terms of what happened. Mm. But, like, you want to investigate why did it work well. Why did it work so What are well? the factors? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and maybe that is because it's a rural community. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Um, you know, I've had some colleagues around the place sort of say, I don't know if it would have worked. So well, but yeah, yeah, because you don't know who's going to turn up to your recess or your trauma call mm-hmm. or what have you. So, um, yeah, maybe it is a rural community that that's what it. But hopefully, some learning can come out of it mm. because, unfortunately, Mother Nature is there, yes. um, and these things will. Here again, mm.
0: um, we've learnt that in our country several times. Yes, we recently, have. Yeah, we? I mean, we'll
1: go skiing in Ruapahu. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Active volcano, um, live yeah. in Auckland. Live in Northland, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Live in o. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully some learning can. Well, I'm sure some learning will come from it. It will. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yes, I to say. and a lot of good things. So it's great to look at. Um, The good things that happened, you Mm. know, what went right and why it went right, and that's why I'm really interested Mm. in that healthcare resilience. Mm. We so often focus on, you know, datexes and reportable events on what 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 goes wrong, Mm. um, and yet, you know, that's only a very small percentage of our work. Mm. Most of the time, things go right, so why aren't we looking at that?
0: That's a really interesting comment, actually, because we are so focused on what goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we I don't know whether it's we find it difficult um, just to focus on what Mm. we write and celebrate it, Mm. but it's so important.
1: Oh, definitely, and we can learn so much from
0: it. Do you think we can flip organisations around?
1: (laughs) We're going to try. (laughs) We, um, Carl. (laughs) But I think um, there's some work being done by HQSC at the moment, the Health Quality um, Safety Mm. Commission, and um, so... There were a couple of speakers. Jo Whaling was another critical care nurse mm. who's doing her PhD as well on um, restorative justice focus. Um, so herself and Carl and some other speakers were holding a day in Wellington that was on healthcare mm. resilience. So hopefully that will happen again later yeah. in the year now <laughs> that COVID. So I think, um, yeah, we'll keep chipping away and, mm-hmm. and things... It's, it's just changing that changed, message changed subtly. That mindset. And, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Because everyone wants to celebrate rather than
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Look at things that go. That go. Why did that case go so well? Yeah. What were the aspects of it that made it go so well? Hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's a very fine line, isn't it, between you know you're saying um, how well everything had gone that day, yeah, yep. um, and you think how easily. It, Would not have gone well. Definitely. So, what makes the difference? Yeah, what makes the difference? difference? Mm. Because there must be a lot of challenges working (laughs) (laughs) in a small
1: community. (laughs) Yes, Um, and I think one of those is transport.
0: Mm. Um,
1: You know the weather.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, tell us a a bit
1: about that. Yeah, so it's great to have a helicopter come in from Waikato or from Tauranga to come and collect your intensive care patient or your trauma patient, what have you, but. Sometimes that doesn't work um, I remember just last year uh, one of the physicians and I hopped in the bathroom ambulance with a new STEMI you know, she was thrombolized here of course we don't have a cath lab as well mm-hmm. um, I've got over that <laughs> <laughs> You've moved on <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I've got over that um, and so we were lights and sirens all the way to Waikato which is normally a two and a half, three hour trip I yeah. don't know how long it took us not that long um in the back with a oh. yeah thromp stemming, yeah, um but that's what you have to do to get your patients to the right place, mm. yeah, mm. sometimes uh yeah, the helicopter can't always come, and is that yeah. a
0: common problem, um, or sort of fairly weather dependent
1: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, fairly yeah. weather dependent, mm. um, yeah, well, I mean we've often put intubator patients in and in ambulance and lights and sirens over to toron mm. and you. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we've as an down. ICU nurse, we're always happy when they've got a tube aren't we? Ah, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and we've come down and picked up the old eat my patient from here too. You have. we? <laughs> yes, back, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah. Which is always exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's
1: like, oh, it didn't happen in Fogatani. Oh, yeah. Well, don't say yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. going to happen. It'll happen here. I know. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. And what? So. In a small community, I guess too, you know, there's a lot of. We spoke about the benefits of everyone mm. knowing everyone else, but there must be a few downsides. Yeah, there there are. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Especially you'll see you you know your friends or colleagues or whatever out, and they're like, "Oh, did you look after such and such as dad?" I'm like, oh, "I don't remember." Yeah. Thinking, yeah, I did, but um, and and that's also hard, you know. You see them in the hospital with their mm. critically ill relative, and you know, it's got to be professional, and um, yeah, that can be hard as well because quite often you might know them really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spill
1: over into the community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, oh, they've been in six times to ED, you know, in the last year. You know, most EDs wouldn't wouldn't know that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that's such and such coming in today. Oh, yeah, okay. You know her, yes. Yeah, so that does have benefits and sort of the other side as well, downside. Mm. 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 But yeah, it's just that it's that adaptability you need to be adaptable to um, yeah. you don't know what's going to come
0: Hmm. Do you think staff have um, I guess more of an opportunity here in a smaller hospital, smaller, you know, ICU. Yeah. Um to learn different things and to sort of step step outside what they might do if they were kind of boxed in in a bigger ICU. Yeah, definitely, because you don't have the ICU reg there
1: or the intensivist or the anaesthetist, especially overnight. You know, you're quite often ringing the anaesthetist at home with the blood gas results, or I need this now, I need this now, because your only call is to a PGY1 RMO.
0: Mm. Well, a lot of our
1: senior nurses have more experience mm. so you're ringing your leftist. Um so once again that relationship and communication mm. is really good but yeah so you're overnight with a sick ICU patient um, and you are it yeah yeah nice yeah yep. <laughs> yes it's definitely but an opportunity it's an opportunity <laughs> yeah. yeah so you really have a lot of autonomy mm.
0: yeah yeah So in terms of staffing model, Mm. um, how do you staff a unit that can be so flexible in terms of numbers and variable in terms of numbers?
1: So at the moment, I think we have enough staffers, although we have two ICU beds, um, really can only do one staff for one Mm -hmm. ICU patient. Mm. Um, And even then it becomes a a struggle after Mm. 24, 48 hours that we really need to look at... um, Transferring them to Taronga. Yeah. Um, yeah, or like I tell if they need a neuro, mm. neurology, something like that. Um, yeah, so it does become difficult, and that's, once again, people are adaptable and flexible, and um, a lot of goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of goodwill. Mm. Um, yeah, so although we don't do 12-hour shifts here, quite often you tend to, if there's a sick person, uh, patient, then that's what we'll do, yeah, because yeah. you do what is right for, the, for your colleagues as well as the patient. Yeah. yeah at the end yeah. of the day, it's what's best for the
0: patient. Mm. Yeah. Challenging. It is challenging. Making all the pieces and the jigsaw fit together. Yeah, but, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah.
1: interesting.
0: Mm. And so you spoke too about um, not just educating the new nurses, Mm, yes, but the new medical staff, yes, new multidisciplinary staff who come through. Mm. How do you find that? Um, I find that fine, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's
1: it's great. Um, and I think they they realise pretty quickly they have to work as a team. Mm. Yep, mm-hmm. um, you know we don't really have a lot of sort of breaths in our you know, resources. So mm-hmm. there might be the surgeon and the house surgeon, um, surgical registers in theatre or mm-hmm. um, so quite often you'll be on the phone to the to the surgeon or yeah. you're teaching um some teaching research skills of course to the new RMOs that are coming in, but then they'll see you in the next arrest call. Yeah. So <laughs> it's good because you they will recognise someone that they know. So there's that support there mm. for them as well. Yeah. It's like, I've taught you this, but I won't see you for another two months because it's so, it's so big. No, it's it's different to that, which is, yeah. it is beneficial like
0: that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess being able to help them merge into different roles as well around the place and, yes. you know, different skill sets. Yep, definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It's um, quite I mean, different to other... Larger organizations, then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: We've got, I think, quite a waiting list for PGY1s coming in now to Falkitani because they do get a lot of experience. Mm. They're working sort of alongside the physician, it's just them. Yeah. So a lot of learning. Mm. Um, Our physicians, um, most of our doctors are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they just get so much experience. You know, they can go to um, Theatre and do some airway training if they want with the anaesthetists, and um, you know, go and do peds with mm. pediatricians um, because it's all just a small, yeah, close knit family, really. Right? We are, yeah. Yes.
0: So, yeah. And the same with nursing students coming through as yes. well. Yes, yeah. yes. We
1: have um, a great program here from um, Awanui Rangi. And it's a Bachelor of Nursing, and Mm -hmm. so we're kind of growing our own, which is great. So quite a few Mori nurses
0: coming through, and um, so it's really great. Really neat to see. Mm. Mm. And how do you stay in touch, you know, geographically? Quite isolated, Atlantic. really. Yep. I mean, Tauranga is, what, an hour, an hour or, or so mm. up the road, but, you yeah. know, it could be further. Oh, exactly. Same with Rosarua. Yeah. As Rotorua. Yep. Um, how do you stay in touch with your colleagues around the place and, you know, not feel as though you're completely off the... Yeah, and, and not feel because
1: you're in a small hospital that you don't have mm. anything to contribute kind mm. of thing. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to be on the College Critical Care Nurses for five years, so... Um, made some great friends and colleagues through that Um, and also come out of that has been um, the ICU educators sort of group Mm -hmm. um, that Rupert and Helma helped sort of fund that, not fund it, um, it. founded. (laughs) Founded is the word. Yeah, no, they didn't have any money so it wasn't funded. (laughs) Um, So now, and especially with COVID, you know, everyone's sharing within the ICU Educators group um, Oh what did you do for staff That were not ICU nurses Were having to train um, Oh, And share this document And share that And you can ask yeah. any kind of questions to the group So yeah it's a fantastic Because New Zealand really at the end of the day Is quite small Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really nice to see You know when I first started nursing A lot of things weren't shared between Especially you know I was a Auckland ICU nurse It was definitely that way. Auckland and Waikato things, yeah. not shared. Um, and now that's really changed. Mm.
0: It's great. We mm. have to, don't we? Because, I yeah. mean, like you say, we're a small country. Yes. And it Definitely. Just doesn't make sense to keep reinventing the wheel no. all the time. No, yeah.
1: exactly. And I think, yeah, with resources being a lot less yeah, in health,
0: um, yeah, you have to work smarter mm. together. Mm. So, how many educators, approximately, do you think there are in New Zealand? Mm, twenty ish yeah, probably. Yeah. Most part time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people work part time, Yeah. They? yeah. yeah. Mm. mm. Yeah. On a great group to have. Oh, it is. It's been it's it been so fantastic.
1: Lucky. And there's no silly question. No. Which is, you know, <laughs> I can ask something from the from the sticks and it's okay. Actually yeah. someone in Auckland was thinking the same thing. So
0: mm. it is really neat. Yeah. yeah. Because very lucky. Patients are sort of the same. Yeah. You know, same same but different yeah, right through are. the country. Yeah. They? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great network. Good. Mm. Very lucky. Yeah.
0: What yeah. tips would you have for somebody, medical, nursing, mm-hmm. allied health, stepping foot into an ICU in a in a more rural, smaller hospital, do you think, in their first week? Oh, wow. What are they going to do?
1: Um, I think
0: it is about
1: learning your basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really important. So it's the safety thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Know, know where you're, you know. I sound like a true educator now, don't I? <laughs> um, where your fire alarms are, where your research trolley yeah. is, who do you call for help? Um, who Where do you go for, for help? Yep. Um, you know, once again, it's that teamwork and communication, mm. and it's very important in a smaller, yeah, smaller area. Yeah, definitely. You, you definitely have to work together to, yeah, to do it. But I think those safety things, and they were in ground in me from you know tertiary ICU. But I still take new nurses into the bed space, and I'm like, check your oxygen and suction, and um, yeah. It's those basic things. I think if you forget the basic things, then... Mm, You can't go beyond the basics. No, you can't. Yeah, and people, you know, like, oh, learn to look after a ventilator. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's just a box in the corner, really, at the end of the day. It's quite easy. Yeah. Um, If you know how the patient or the person normally breathes, Mm. yeah, we're just popping into. If you can understand normal physiology and then understand a bit of pathophys, you can understand what we're trying to do with the ventilator. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just try and build foundation Mm. gradually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, And then you can just put the building blocks on top of that. But a good solid foundation, I think, is where you need to
0: Mm. start. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And full of (laughs) challenges, you know, to develop. I guess, tools and resources yeah. and courses or oh, tap into, like you were saying, yeah. others. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. You know, every now and then I'm like, oh, I wish we had such and such that a larger centre has. But um, yeah, we just, we make do with what we've got. Mm. Mm. Good. Yeah.
0: Uh, very important. Mm. <laughs> um, so you, are 0.5, and you're about yeah. to start studying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you look after yourself? How, what do you do to unwind at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, so luckily um,
1: the gym is open again. <laughs> Yay! So i um, back to CrossFit, so hopefully we'll get rid of some of those kilos from all that food <laughs> we got given. All the lockdown given. kilos. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoy going to CrossFit. Um, we've got a good group of friends that I work with as well, but we do a lot of walking. Um, we've got beautiful bushwalks. Around here, I live just out of town on a small farm. No, it's not even a farm because I used to be a dairy farmer. Um, So I call it a section. It's only four acres. Big (laughs) section, section. (laughs) large section, and um, it's pretty close to the beach. So very fortunate just to walk down to the beach and Mm -hmm. and it just gives you that perspective of yes, that's why I live here. Yeah, Mm, because I can drive ten minutes home and I'm at the beach. Perfect. Yes, yes, very lucky oh. So yeah, it puts things into perspective really
0: Yeah mm. And I mean, I guess having, you know Gone through everything in this December yeah, yep. A lot of um thoughts gone into self-care and yes. And looking after staff here as well Yeah, and, definitely yeah. Were yeah. there new initiatives developed at all? Or
1: any um, new ideas? Yeah, I suppose Yeah um, we were fortunate enough to have uh, some nurses from Australia come over and right. and yeah. um, help out, and let some of the staff from ED and ICU have some time out. Yeah, That's yeah, um, they were just yeah, they were fantastic. Mm. It was so lovely to have them. We were very lucky. Yeah. And how we long just, did they stay? Um, possibly stayed. Um, December, January, probably yeah, till the end of January. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So some would stay for a couple of weeks and then yeah. another lot would come in and and we just made them part of our family. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, nice. Yeah, I think they really enjoyed it and we we're very fortunate to to have them come. So um and then it's gone into COVID. So it's been a little bit difficult, yeah. yeah. And I think now we're sort of just looking at some stuff that yeah, it's that it's like a social mm. kind of help that that people need. Mm. Mm.
0: And do you think um, that there's the resources, I guess, and the facilities to be able to do that or develop those sorts? I of I think those things capacitors. have been developed. Mm. Yeah,
1: um, as I said, because of COVID, I think it, um, mm. yeah changed focus for a lot of staff. Yeah. Um, it was like one disaster into Not a disaster, but training for another potential. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which in in some ways was it, you know, if I'm talking about benefits, more than you know. This is pretty hard going into this on the back of another one. It's like, okay, we've just done this. Um, We know about intubating all these patients. If that's what it comes to, what we see overseas, you know, we did this on the night. Um, We know we can do it. So what did we learn from that Mm -hmm. that we can now put into our practice? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, it was trying to put some of those learnings into yeah, although for some people a little bit raw still. Yeah. Um, I think really important to like this was done so well. Why did we not just replicate this for mm. yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, that worked. That worked well. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, it's gonna be fascinating to see what comes out of your research into it all. Yes. And I'm how that can be used at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I'm sure I'll listen to this and be like, oh, I was excited. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah. In a couple of years' time. Yeah,
1: it will be great.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, well, will. And, and how that can translate to other scenarios. Yeah, like you definitely. say, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's another disaster, yeah. an emergency of some sort. Yeah. You know, there must be learnings, um, not just for Whakatane. No, definitely. But um, other yeah. centres as well. So, a lot of places, you know. yeah. So we'll look forward to reading it. Thank you. You'll
1: be reading a lot of it. I will be reading a lot of it. <laughs> It'll be exciting. It will, yeah. It will be. be quite
0: different, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's really nice to have something that you're passionate about. Yes, and, definitely. Um, and interested in. Yep. Mm.
1: No, it's going to be going to be interesting yeah it's i'm looking to forward to it it's a journey it's going to be a journey Yeah. and um you know i've talked about the team and the Fano that we have here and um mm. yeah they'll all they're all coming along with me <laughs> <laughs> they will have no
0: choice this is going to be a thesis of a thousand yes you know, it will be cast of a thousand it will be yeah, definitely that'll yeah. no, be very cool <laughs> yeah. everyone will be
1: there with you so oh yes and you know, i'm very fortunate to have that, yeah. Mm. Oh, that'll no, be great. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Was there anything else that you wanted to? No, I don't think so. Yeah, lovely. I was oh, thank you for your time today and thank for you. having me down here and feeding me thank with avocados. Yeah. yeah,
1: thank you very much for coming. It was lovely to see you. Oh,
0: no, mm. it's lovely. I hope you enjoyed that. I had a great time reconnecting with Adele. We've known each other for quite some time. She's a great woman. Some fantastic comments there that would serve us all well in our bigger hospitals and ICUs, perhaps. Get to know people, support and coach. Find different ways to upskill. Think outside the box. But particularly around getting the basics right and working together as a team, and that anything is indeed possible. I have the feeling that Adele's PhD journey will be so useful to uncover how things worked that day and why. It will also be extremely cathartic for many, I'm sure, telling their stories. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you could join us. And if this is your first time listening, then welcome. Thanks for joining us. And if you are a returning listener, then thank you for coming back. I hope you are enjoying the experience. If you have any feedback or suggestions, I would love to hear them. What did you enjoy and who would you like to hear from? Would you like to make a guest appearance? please contact me by email and until next time, I hope this proves to be critical to your success.